Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. All right, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you on today. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, hello everyone. My name is Dr. Chanel DeBose. I am a former classroom uh, teacher, building leader, and I now serve in the capacity as an educational consultant in schools throughout the United States. I absolutely love it. And in the process of doing it and living out my dream, I realized that there were many, many educators in the school system who were done with that part, but they still wanted to have an impact and be in education. So now I help women, edu- female educators who are ready to leave the school system but remain in education to also become consultants. I love that, right? So you said in the process of building your own dream, living your dream life, you're like, wait a minute, other people can do this. Too. It's not just for me. Other people can do this too and take advantage and be able to live their dream life. For you, what kind of prompted the transition you know, out of the classroom into the consulting realm? Well, you know, as I was, so, you know, we are fed this belief that you go to school, you get this great education, you get a job, mm-hmm. you stay there for 30 years, and then you retire. Well, I I was doing that, but then it, it wasn't fulfilling anymore. It, I wasn't spending time with my kids. I wasn't having a quality relationship with my husband. I was actually spending more time at school than I was at home. And no matter how much time I spent there, it wasn't going to solve the problems there because of all of the red tape, the bureaucracy, the testing policies, and all of those things that just drive educators up the wall. And it was no longer the pet, like I, I wanted to spend my time a different way, but I didn't know how. Like nobody tells you what to do when you now have a different dream. So I denied it for a very long time and I just kept pushing along, chugging along. And I was like, okay, I can make it to 25. If I just make it to 25, because we're a 25 and out state at 25 years, you can retire. And at that point, I was only at like year eight. Then I made it to year 12. And then I was like, okay, I can make it. But by the time I got to year 17, I said, something has to give. And I might just go to jail for killing somebody. So I needed to find a different option. Oh my goodness. Wow. I think that, you know, that's going to resonate with so many people listening, even if they're not necessarily educators, just this idea of, you know, the, the, the scenario we're all fed, which is go to school, get a job, stay there for however long, retire, life's going to be grand, you know, enjoy your life when you retire. And And maybe that works for a lot of people. I'm sure it does, but it may not be the narrative for everyone. And what happens when someone has this pull and feels this, you know, this uh, gravitation toward trying something different or wanting to have a different lifestyle, wanting to enjoy their lives now as they continue to work toward retirement and enjoy retirement? Like, why can't we have both? And how do we do that? Right. So I love that you kind of got to the place where you're like, all right, like I need to make sure that I figure this out because I see that it's not leading down a productive, healthy path for me. And you weren't willing to sacrifice. That is what it sounded like. Like you weren't willing to continue to sacrifice. Absolutely. It just wasn't 
like even as the building leader, I would watch retired teachers come back to sub. And at first I thought, you know, like we all assume they just love teaching so much. They are coming back because they don't know what to do with their days. And so that's what I genuinely thought until I became the building leader. And I'm looking at people who I taught with who were, you know, retired. And I say, hey, Miss So-and-so, you came back to sub with us. How are things going? And the conversation would be totally different. They'd be saying how, no, I have to be here to sub. Like if I want to make my ends meet, I need to sub. Mm. I need to make sure I can pay for this. And I'm thinking, no, you're supposed to be living a good life. You're retired now. <laughs> You're supposed to have all the money, all the time, all the good things. And as I was watching it, the math just wasn't adding up. And so I had some very um, forward conversations with retired teachers. Like I wanted to know, like, what is going on here? Why are you all working part-time jobs? Why are you all doing these things? And at this point, these educators are in their late 50s, early 60s, and it wasn't the life that I had, I imagined for myself. You know, I don't want to wait until I'm 65 to go on my dream vacations or to, you know, visit places around the world. And quite frankly, by that time, you're, you're just a little bit tired after working 40, 50 years out of your life. And so it, the math just wasn't adding up. And I said, there there has to be a different way. I've missed something. Something is not going the way I thought it would go, because that definitely was not the dream that I had for my life. But it was like I could see the dream in real life that it was really going to be a nightmare. Mm. The math wasn't math in y'all and the sense was not sensing. OK, so you saw the signs and you started having these conversations with people. And it's like, wait a minute, like this narrative that I've been fed, that society is teaching us, the veil kind of got pulled back is what it sounds like. And you started to see, hold on here, even at retirement, maybe because of lack of preparation or lack of literacy, right? Financial literacy and all of that, you know, is, is, um, laden in a lot of this as well. I actually was just speaking to someone who said, well, yeah, when I became a teacher, they someone came and signed us up for this thing or whatever. I don't know what it was. Like a lot of people in general don't know what their benefits are, don't know what their pension is and how it works and how to maximize it and how to prepare for things such as retirement. And so there's so many different factors that kind of come into play that create this um, I guess maybe perfect storm where maybe a lot of people are feeling high and dry at the end of it. Like what? Like feeling duped. Yes. This is not what I was told was supposed to happen. You know, like I ordered water and I got a Sprite and it tasted, this was not, that was not prepared for, for that. Okay. Um, and so for you, as you transitioned out and, and made a decision, how was it to make that decision? Cause I can only, only imagine like, I mean, maybe it was easy for you, but I can only imagine that like jumping out into doing something completely different um, had to come with with some level of of questions, maybe concerns. Um, how was that for you making that leap? Oh my God, I was scared out of my mind. When I say <laughs> scared, and if you if if you ever catch one of my Facebook lives, I often talk about the fear because I knew long before I left that I needed to leave, that there was something greater, something more, something better for me. But I was afraid mm-hmm. to leave because of what was perceived security. So I was, I knew my job. I knew what time I had to be there. I knew what my paycheck would be every two weeks. There was a level of security in that. 
And if I did my job well, I wouldn't have to worry about losing my job, although that's perceived as well. And so it was a it, it was that idea of security versus risk. But then I had to have a real hard conversation with myself and low risk equals low reward. The reason why I'm not getting the reward that I want that I want is because I'm not willing to take the risk that I need to take to live the life that I have in my dreams, in my head, in my heart. And so I had to make the decision and my decision was that I'm going to do what's scared. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I'm scared. I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I am going to fail and it may very well be extremely hard, but I would rather do that and try than to sit here in misery. And so that's what I did. I, I decided I'm going to do what's scared. Yeah, I think that, you know, it sounds a lot like being able to have courage, right? And a lot of people talk about confidence and like waiting to, you have the motivation, right? Like you have the desire, <laughs> um, but maybe it's it's the desire coupled with courage that leads to being able to step out and do something different, experiment. Um, and that, that risk that you take leads to the, the potential for a higher reward, like you mentioned. So if you play it safe, you're going to get back some safe things. You're going to get back some safe kind of returns. And if you you know take some bigger risks, then that then in turn kind of means you may get back some bigger rewards, but that it's not necessarily going to be perfect. No one's trajectory is you know sunshine and rainbows. I'm sure there are a lot of ups and downs. Um, and for you, how was it that you handled those challenges where, you know, you, you've now taken this leap of faith to do something differently? And I'm sure there were plenty of things that came up in the process of now being successful, still working on um, being able to grow and scale and help more people. But, um, you know, maybe in the beginning, how did you manage those challenges? Well, you know, one of the things that I really had to work on was my mindset and understanding mm. that I had been in an institution and in that institution, mm. which, which is the school system, they had trained us in a certain way whenever you're mm. in any type of institution. And so even the fact that on day one, they show you what your salary will be 20 years from now. And that's crazy within itself, but we accepted that. And so we built our life around that. And so, you know, we accepted the schedule, the number of days, even though we signed a contract for 180 days, we typically end up working, you know, 270 way more days than what we're supposed to work. We stay after school. We do all of these things. And so I had to really do a lot of mindset work to uh, just get my thinking in order because one of the things that I was focused on was the failure. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't go well? What if, what if, what if? And all of that was about my limitations. And so I had to really begin to focus on my abilities, the things that I had achieved, the things that I'm great at, the things that I've, that I've been successful in. I've successfully you know, gone to school, gotten degrees, gotten jobs, led buildings, you know, had uh, children, raised the family, all of these things I've done successfully that require, you know, a, a whole different level of complexity at all different levels. And I'm worried about these one or two little mm -hmm. things that may fail. Well, let them fail and I'll figure it out as I go. So I said, I'm going to focus on my abilities. 
and not on my limitations. And whatever doesn't work, I'll figure it out as I'm going. And so I just continued to do it scared. But it really was that working through the mindset work and, um, you know, some of those limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves and what we see in society and what we take into our system as well, what we allow to educate us. You heard it from her, y'all. Mindset is a huge part of the process and your mindset is, it can essentially make or break your ability to manage these challenges. It's so important to note that you can't escape the work, right? So there was work that was, was going to have to be done whether you decided to stay at the school. And then there was work that you were going to have to decide to do in leaving the school and doing something differently. And so I think sometimes people are looking for an out <laughs> to doing the work and there is no escape from doing the work. It's just, which work do you want to do? You know what I mean? Do you want to do, do you want to do the work you've been doing or do you want to try some different work um, and see that where that gets you? And so I love that you mentioned that as a, as a component to being able to manage these challenges and having the awareness to see that there were some environmental, some systemic, some, you know, um, some processes and programming that you went through that made you have that kind of mindset and that you could change it, that it, it could evolve into something else, that you weren't stuck, you're not a tree, right. you know, um, to continue to have that previous mindset. And it kind of reminds me, I used to work at Juvie for a little while and I worked at the county. So I recall going into the position specifically saying, I'm only going to be here for X amount of time. And going through orientation where they're taught, like you mentioned, right? They show you at the beginning what you're going to make at the end, which means it's fixed, okay? Which for whoever that feels like a fit for, live your whole best life, exactly. you know? This is not to say that it's bad. We're not saying that it's that you you everyone has to be on the same trajectory. But heavily, more and more people are looking for another option. And so when we were in orientation and they're like, yeah, if you stay in for this long, the blah, blah, blah. You stay in for that long. And I'm like, dee, 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 dee. I'm only going to be here like a couple of years. I don't even know. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to you know hit an objective and keep it pushing. But as I was sitting in that orientation, I could see how my brain could conform. Yeah, if I just do 10 years, okay, well, well, if I just do 15 years, and that would mean I'd be vested this much, and then I would get an extra check of whatever the case may be. If I just stay 33 years, like, then the, this is what, I, and I'm like, girl, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> you, <laughs> This wasn't a part of your plan. And even as the person who was, you know, explaining this to us is, is, has their own countdown, and they're saying, oh, I've only got 10 years left. I'm like, that kind of sounds like prison. Like, exactly. I, that sounds like doing time a little bit. Like, you, you're counting down until you are done with this thing. It's not really sounding like you're enjoying it that much, you know? And so I could see how that could happen where, you know, um, because we are such creatures of habit and we love certainty and we love, like, assurance that having, you know, that predictability as far as salary, what to expect, knowing or thinking, because who actually knows, that you're going to get X, Y, and Z when you retire gives us some level of peace of mind that we would relinquish certain freedoms. We would be able to let go of certain luxuries to be able to have that. And for each person, again, live your whole best life. If you love your nine to five, 
keep showing up. Like keep somebody's gonna somebody's gotta do it, probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for those who feel called to do differently, for those who wanna step out and try something new, what would you say as far as them being able to to transition and make make that choice. I assume, right? You help other people do this, and so I, I I know a part of it is is getting tapped in with the right people because who's to say you you ain't got to hit your head up against the wall trying to figure it out by yourself. But what would be kind of the formula for success for someone who's contemplating like you were? I have to do something different. I don't know how, but I know I have to. Well, first I would say it wouldn't be put in you if it wasn't for you. Like most of Mm -hmm. us don't just wake up one day and decide I'm going to throw away all the work that I put in all of these years. It's typically some type of pivot that you need to make that is creating some misalignment in you. Perhaps is um, you you don't feel united in the uh, philosophy of the system anymore or whatever it may be. But it wouldn't be put there if it wasn't for you. Dreams do not come out of nowhere. And so if it's in you, it's for you. And that means it's for you to pursue. And in pursuing it, all the things will come together to make it work for you. But we have to be brave enough to move forward. We have to be brave enough to take the action and to believe that there is more, there is better, and there is greater. I think that is the biggest barrier is that especially with female educators, we don't believe that it's possible. Mm. And anything that you believe is impossible, it absolutely is. And so we won't move forward because of a lack of belief, but the belief isn't in that it's possible. The lack of belief is in ourselves because we've let ourselves Mm. down so much, because we've lied to ourselves so much, because we didn't follow through on so many of the things that we hoped and dreamed for ourselves because we were too busy taking care of the kids, taking care of the mate, taking care of the family, our moms and our sisters and our brothers. We were too busy volunteering in the church. We were too busy trying to be PTA president and all the things to everybody else. And we were not being the person that we needed to be for the most important person, which is ourselves. And so that's the first thing that we always have to work on because we didn't dig ourselves into this hole in one day. For most of us, it's been a lifetime of people pleasing mm. and playing small and lowering our standards and not having sufficient boundaries. And so that's where we start, where we have to look in the mirror and say, how did I get here? How, why did I allow this to go on that long? And what do I really believe I deserve? And then once they get that together, we can hit the ground running because now you know you deserve it. Now you know you can have it. Now you know Mm -hmm. that you can literally create your own reality and you don't have to take the reality that you wake up in each day because we just wake up in that reality. That's not the one we created for ourselves. The house that we buy is based off the salary they gave us. Our schedules are based off the time they told us we needed to be at work. We even base mm-hmm. the number of kids we can have off of the potential income that they told us we could have. And so that was that's the reality that they created for us. When you determine you can have more, you can do more, you can be more, then you get to determine what you really want in life, what time you want to work, how much you want to work, how much income you want to make, where you want to live. And it means that that work starts with you 
And then once you have that established, then you just work backwards. So what do I need to do to have this? And then you got to be committed to yourself. You got to be relentless about your dream. Like no one can talk me out of my dream. There is nothing. I'm going to tell you the Lord Jesus Christ himself is going to have to come down and tap me on my shoulder and say, Chanel, I think we're changing our mind because I'm relentless about my dream. Like no one can talk me out of it. My husband can't talk me out of it. My three boys love them to death. Mama got stuff to do because mama needs to make her life great, just like you're going to make your life great. But they get to see me living this awesome life that they get to be a part of. And so they get to see what true joy and happiness really looks like. And they get to see what it what it really means to create your reality. And so the the women, the first step has to be really looking in the mirror and then committing to doing the work. And whatever that work is, you don't give up on it because the beginning is easy. In the beginning, it's really easy. You got this dream. It's exciting. Oh, it's going to be fun. I get to have all these things. And then at the end, you get to achieve the dream. So you're living in the reality. But it's the middle that's hard. And it's that's where so many people quit. Because in the middle is where you might get a little stuck, where you might need some support, where you, you bump into some things where you need to work to figure it out, where you may not see the payoff when you want to see it. But at the beginning, it's easy. It's the middle that's hard. And so if we will commit to living our dream and showing up for ourselves, we will see that we can literally change the reality that we have for ourselves. Dr. Chanel, you done stepped on so many people's toes. <laughs> somebody is somebody is hobbling around their house right now. They done bumped into something. <laughs> because you're really speaking the truth, you know, like the it's and especially if you're going to be able to live the life you see in your mind. Like you said, if it's been given to you, it was for a reason. And we don't see and envision things that are not for us. It does not happen. It just doesn't happen. So if you've been able to picture it in your mind, that means it's possible for you. What happens is that people see the picture in their mind and they try to shoo it away because it's not what they're experiencing in the moment. And so that's painful for them. It's overwhelming for them. It's frustrating for them. It's unrealistic for them in that moment. And like you mentioned, right, it's this slow, it's like death by a thousand cuts that on a daily basis, a yeah. weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis, you've, you've compromised yourself here and there. And you, like you mentioned, you've lied to yourself here and there and you haven't followed through for yourself here and there, but you've done it for other people. You know, you know how to show up for other people, but you don't know how to show up for yourself or you somehow forgot how to. And so it's really being able to reconnect with yourself in a place where, like you mentioned, you have these boundaries and you're able to essentially evolve into a more authentic, genuine version of you because you could show up for PTA and hate everybody. But is that authentic and genuine? You could be serving in an empty way. And that's not genuine and authentic, you know? And so how is it that you um, are forced then to kind of look in the mirror to say, I can't blame people for what I didn't do for myself. And in order for things to be different in my life, the only possible way I can make that happen is to be honest, which is going to empower me. Because then that means I have influence. If I'm a victim 
of the system, of the environment, of this, of that, or whatever. That means other people, other entities have control and I can't do anything about it. But when I say there's some level of responsibility that I need to take in this process, I need to take ownership of whatever is my portion. And when you do that, then you can step into a place where Hmm. Well, what is it that I am in control of? What is it that I can influence? And like you mentioned, the mindset stuff, shift the focus to the can instead of the can't. And and that's, a. I mean, it's, it's for each person looks different, but I love that you mentioned that sometimes you, your toes got to be stepped on. You probably need to go back and listen to this again um, so that you go ahead and get your toes stepped on one more time. Um, so it can really sink in so that you could be moved to action. We're not here to give you lip service. We're not here to blow your brain up, you know, to, to inflate you. Um, it really is honest information that can help you redesign your life in a way that's really going to bring you joy and and help you live authentically. And like you mentioned, be a great example for other people, whether it's your kids or your family or people in your community to see what it means to, to, to be able to do that and emulate it in whatever way is best for them. So you do this education consulting, like, what does that mean for someone is like, what, like, huh? Like what, what does that look like for somebody? What are the options um, and abilities someone can step into? So it's taking the very same things that I did in the school system, but only the things that I was really great at. So you do a whole lot of things in the school system. In the classroom, you have 20,000 jobs in one day. But what are the things that you're really good at? What are the things that you get really great results at? So for me, as a building leader, and um, in, I had 55 staff members, and even at the high school when I was an assistant principal, there were 125 staff members. One of the things that I was really, really good at was uh, helping to break down concepts from very complex ideas to very simplified ideas, as well as strategizing with people. You know, like if this is the problem that you're having with your data, let's look at it from a different angle. Let's uh, break through the layers. And so that's exactly what I do when I go into the school systems. I go in, I do some leadership coaching. So I coach principals and I also do professional learning or professional development with teachers simply because I can take the content that they need to absorb, put it in very uh, simple terms, give them some great analogies, help them to connect to it on a conceptual level. And then that helps them to be able to take it down to the strategies and tactics that they need to use in the classroom. But so often, Teachers will start at strategies and tactics, and they don't understand the essence of what it is that they're trying to do or the impact that Mm -hmm. they're trying to have. And so anyone who is an educator right now, all you simply need to do is think about the thing that you do great. And many times we will overthink it. So we'll think, I'm a math teacher, so I got to do all the math. No, if you're really good at multiplication, let's get you in to help teachers to support their kids in only multiplication. If you are really good Mm -hmm. at positive behavior and intervention supports, which we call PBIS, let's get you to go in to help schools to get their PBIS system together. So you really think about what it is that you're really great at. But as teachers, we will often overthink everything because that's what we do. We've always used our brain to get us out of trouble. And that's also a reason why the teachers won't seek out the help that they need to pivot into something like educational consulting, because they think 
they can think their way through this. But this is not something that you can use your intellect to move through. You really need to, because there are some things that are not written. There are some some ways and some strategies and some pathways that if you're if you don't understand, there's no YouTube you can go to, there's no Google you can input. And so it's really about just figuring out what it is that you really love to do, what you get great results at, packaging it into a product or a program, a PD, a course, a workshop, a training. You might even do an ebook and going out and performing it and getting great results. And people will automatically call you back because everybody loves great results. Everybody loves great results. And I know that you do that for those who work with you as we're wrapping up here. How can people stay in touch, get a hold of you, ask you questions? I'm sure somebody's like, I got to talk to her today. So how <laughs> how is it that people can get in communication? You can contact me and, and check me out on Educators Moving On on Facebook and Instagram. I will say on Facebook, I do a whole lot more then I do on Instagram. I'm trying to get more Instagram savvy, but on Facebook, I go live every Wednesday night. And then I pop in a few times a week and I'm always giving tips and strategies and real knowledge. I'm not giving you stuff to just tease you. I'm giving you the real steps, the real uh, gems that you need to understand. And many of my uh, folks who are on the page, like they DM me, they know I respond back because there is so much that's available for us. And I often let the educators know the bottom is, is full. It's the top that's empty. And if when one of us makes it up, we need to reach our hand back down to try to help the other ones up. But I'm not putting you on my back. Now I will reach my hand down, but I'm not going to carry you. And so if we can get more up to the top, it'll loosen up a little bit of the space at the bottom because it is totally packed at the bottom and you don't have to stay in a place that you don't want to be. There are other spaces that you can go in and be just as valuable and just as impactful. So follow me on at Educators Moving On. Thank you so much for sharing this helpful information and really opening up our minds to this idea of possibility, right? And going from being stuck, feeling limited in what we do and being able to entertain the idea that, huh, I may not have it all figured out, I may not know exactly what it is that I that I could be transitioning into, but that little voice that I'm hearing, maybe I should listen to it. What would it look like to take one tiny step? Maybe I need to connect and, and join the Facebook group and start kind of learning and lurking or getting involved. Stop playing these reindeer games and send a send a message, you know, get involved in the chat when she's live. Um, become an active participant in your life so that you can actively reap the rewards that are waiting for you. And um, yeah, again, I just truly appreciate you. And I don't know if you have anything that you want to offer here at the end as far as a word of encouragement, but I just, I appreciate you for all that you do. I, I thank you for having me. And my word of encouragement is bet on yourself. I, I don't mm. know why you will put your money on anybody else. Mm, I love that. All right, Gems, we will talk to you next time. And I look forward to hearing how you're transitioning into this more abundant, fulfilling life. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, 
you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.